Welcome back to the XM Podcast. Here is your host, licensed mental health therapist, Matthew Kanabi. Well, here is another podcast from Orlando, Florida that we recorded live in the main concourse at General Council. On the show today, I have two really great guests who give us some insight into what it looked like being leaders of a church that were right on the front lines of the racial division last year. I really enjoyed getting to know both of them and was honored they made time to chat with us on the XM podcast. Please welcome Emerge board member Becca and her husband lead pastor at River Valley Church in Minneapolis, Rob Ketterling. Yeah, it's great to be here. It is great to be here, and you're right. We're in Orlando. There's a lot going on around us. Yes. But we are focused. We're ready to go. I was Yesterday I was doing a, an interview, and a, about a seven- or eight-year-old kid came up and stood right here next to my face and was bouncing a ball just staring at me while I was recording. No. Oh, yeah. And I was like, you know, we're going to roll with it. <laughs> There's just... a guy behind you right now throwing a ball <laughs> on the wall about 50 feet up in the air and then catching it. Right. That's right behind you right now. That's the joy of, of, of doing the podcast in the middle of all of this chaos. I mean, guys are golfing behind us. There's all kinds of fun It's things. fun. So um, if you guys wouldn't mind, uh, just share a little bit about yourselves, a little bit about your journey into ministry, if, if that would be okay. Yeah, you want to go first? Oh, you're like, no, you don't want to go first. They can't hear you if you shake your head no <laughs> at me. Yeah. I'll pop in. You can start. It was funny. When we first got married, she said, you're never going to put me on the stage. You're never going to make me talk. You're never going to leave me alone at a party. And then I put her on a stage. I made her talk. I left her alone at a party. And we're <laughs> yeah. still married. Yeah. So, so you did all the things she asked you to yeah. do. And it's a healthy marriage. Good job. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. No, we, we've been married for 30, 30. It'll be 34 years. 34 years. Next week. And we so started the church 26 years ago this fall. So you guys got married when you were eight. And yes, we got church. married young. It's so weird. We see kids getting married now in their 20s and we're like, how young are you? And they're like, older than you were. And I'm right. like, okay. Yeah, all fair, right. Wait, fair maybe we're on 33. Yeah. If you don't it's know, I'm off the hook. Okay, so it's thirty. It's going to be 33. 33 Sorry. years. Congratulations. 33 years. And That's then awesome. uh, we started the church. That for sure is 26 years ago yes. this August. Yeah. And we started from a Bible study of 13 people. Yeah. And then we grew our family, had two boys there, grew the church. It went from 13 people to, well, pre-COVID was 10,000. Post-COVID is about 8,000. Yeah. So we're coming back. And you guys have multiple campuses, too. We do. This isn't one church. I mean, you guys have built a, a, a whole campus of, of yeah, churches. Yeah, we have eight campuses around the Minneapolis Twin Cities area. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we, we do have a site over in Africa where we have in Eswatini. A, an Eswat- Eswatini. Yeah, it used to be Swaziland. Swaziland. Wow. So, yeah, we have a care point there and um, a church. And so it's it's been it's been a wild ride, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, it has. And the campuses run from 400 to just over 3,000. Wow. So you add them all up and we get to about 8,000 with all of them. That's incredible. Yeah. Really, really is incredible. And um, I'd like to spend a little bit of our time talking, which I've done a lot this week, talking to different districts and pastors about what happened last year. And then I would like to talk with you guys because you guys were really in the epicenter. We were. Of the stuff like we've talked a lot about covid this week we've talked a lot about the pandemic but the social issues were in your backyard talk to me a little bit about what you guys experienced last year oh i just even thinking about it it was so crazy to think that 
we were going through COVID, we had the political climate, and then George Floyd had his life taken from him right there on the streets. I mean, right yeah. by one of our campuses. And, and, and we've been to the square there several times, and we brought guests down there, and it's just so surreal. Like, not Minneapolis, like somewhere else, but not many. How did this happen here? And what in the world? And then the divide that brought in just in the community and in the church. And it was like, are you pro this, pro this, pro that? Are you, for, you know, all those things were going on. So it was multiplied even more. And then just your heart of like watching a human life end on TV. A lot, I, I, a lot of people have never seen that happen before right. with a video. And then, you know, our church has lots of police officers in it and, and they're good people. Yeah. And they're coming to church and they're like, do people love me? Do they hate me? Do, do, is gonna, somebody going to show up at my house? And then our city gets on fire. And mm-hmm. do you remember what we were doing that night watching TV? And we're like... Yeah, it was unbelievable. And, you know, they started saying, they're, they're coming out to the suburbs now. I mean, it was just like... Antifa's on their way. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and we're sitting in our home in the suburbs watching TV and... I had a shotgun on the ottoman. I've never done that in my life. I was like, what's going on here? Yeah. And and then you're like, we've got a minister. And then we knew, like, in the midst of the chaos, we weren't going to run into the fire, like, into the that night. Sure. But the next morning, we were there. Mm-hmm. We mobilized the church. We got... And here's what we just decided. Like, maybe the church isn't good activists, but we are good at loving the hurting. Absolutely. And so we went in and loved the hurting. Yeah. And we brought food, yeah. and we brought food trucks, and we cleaned up the debris and the fire. I mean, there was buildings that were still smoldering, I, you know, that yeah. next morning, and we were there, like helping to clean up. And, and it just felt, it felt really, it was like a dual. It felt eerie, kind of, but at the same time, it was like all these people coming together from our city saying, you know, hey, we're going to come and and clean up and love people and this isn't what our city is about. We don't want it to be known Absolutely. for this. So And this is not what America's about. And like yeah. we're 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 better than this. And so it we walked that tension and that line and ministered to everybody and in one weekend we fed the third precinct, which is the building that got on fire. Yeah. We fed the National Guard, okay? We fed at three different churches we went on the street and fed people on the street i mean so we were just like hey we want to love everybody and feed everybody and take care of everybody and minister and then god called us to get together all the black churches and traditionally black churches and traditionally white churches so i got the suburban pastors and the bishops and the inner city churches together and i said we've got to get through this and we went through It weeks. wasn't easy. Oh, no. oh, I, oh, I can't even it imagine. And one of the hardest things you've ever done. But, like, throwing it out there, like, we if we don't show love, how's the world ever going to see love? For sure. And so we had to have some gut-wrenching, like, I, I, I won't even tell you what the topic was, but we were doing Zoom because it was COVID, right? Right. And so we're doing it over Zoom. So you're trying to reconcile and, and bring peace over Zoom. Yeah. And then there was one... And, and Bishop Howell, who was leading all the, the black churches, he just said, well, all the black churches are going to sign off right now, and the white pastors better figure that one out. Let us know what you got. And they all signed out, and they <laughs> went off. Oh, my gosh. And there was one Indian guy, and he goes, I'm, I'm not sure what I should do right now. <laughs> 
He's like, I'm really not sure. <laughs> I said, uh, person that's, of color. That's a yeah. ton of pressure. It was, but we got through it. And at the end, Amen. we stood together outside the government center and we prayed together, knowing that prayer was going to make a difference. And we stood together in love saying, we hurt with each other. We don't understand everybody's past. We don't understand their present hurt, but we're going to be present in your present hurt. Yeah. We're going to be present in your present hurt and we're going to get through this. And we yeah. did. We did. Wow. God showed up. Talk to me a little bit during that time. Uh, obviously, Emerge, uh, we, we focus on mental health. That's a yeah. big, that's what we do. I'm a mental health therapist. Talk to me on a micro level for the two of you. When all of this is going on, how does that affect the two of you emotionally, spiritually, mentally? I mean, it's like, on a micro level, and then we'll talk on a macro level what it looked like in the church. Right. What would you say about that? I think, I think it tends to bring you together. I was you know, say when that you too. realize that, like, I knew what he was doing to bring together all these pastors and bishops, like, was so hard, and he was trying so hard because he knew that God had asked him to do that. So I really felt like it kind of brought us together since we were kind of, you know, battling the the same enemy. I mean, it's it's all the same enemy, right? Yeah. But I, I feel like it brought us closer and just, um, you know, when one of us has a bad day, the other one's there to pick them up. And um, I think that that was really, really crucial during that time because with so much division everywhere else, we're like, yeah. we need to be more unified than ever before. And so I think, it, it, you know, it, it brought us closer. It helped us just realize you know first of all the blessings that we have but then also what we can do to help others so i think the best thing was you know the hard times bring you closer and yeah. i think it did that for us it personally. really did. It, it felt like being together was like circling the wagons you know and us together was like we're good we're good we're good and we were keeping <laughs> us keep good. checking in yeah, yeah like we're, we're good, good we're right? good that like, was a question i think yeah. that, that was a statement <laughs> so there was a lot of that but we you know covid also shut you down so you did have more time together yep. i mean so we had there was plenty of time together so we didn't have to second guess each other yeah because if you don't have enough time then you start why are they doing that why'd they say yeah. that we had so we stayed close and actually got closer and then the each circle from us felt like it just got i don't want to say more risky but it just brought more variables into the equation but us at this level was solid so solid what did you guys notice then on the the macro level within your congregation and your churches regarding the mental health the stress the anxieties depression fear what were some of the things that you noticed All during that the above wow <laughs> i mean it, it we we thankfully have not had one single covid death in our church yeah, wow. but we've had four suicides yeah so we really felt the the pressure of, you know, what was going on and all the isolation and all the shutting down. And it really affected people for sure in our church. Yeah. Matter of fact, we even said at one point, like we were aggressive to reopen the church. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just, from the Bible, it says it's not good for man to be alone. Absolutely. And then if you think about how you punish prisoners, like they're already in prison, how are you going to punish them? You put them and make Solitary. them alone. Yeah. And so I was like, it's not good to be alone. Yeah. And so we're going to get back together. And, and the suicides happened right away in COVID, like really? within a month. Mm, and so we're sorry. like, we're like, we're, we're, we're done with this and we're opening and we're going to bring hope. And then people are like, well, you could endanger people's lives. And I said, listen, we are a sanctuary church. We are there for people that are struggling and we're going to open up. And if we, 
if somebody catches COVID, that's one thing, but we're going to try to save them from taking their life. Yeah. And, and so we were open yeah. and unashamed about it. And so that was one thing. And then we noticed brother turned against brother, friend, neighbor against neighbor, uh, young against old. And it was just every level. And yeah. so we just felt like we became mediators, if you will. And we realized that people that were entrenched in their thinking, we couldn't change them. That's right. But if they were at least open, like, okay, she caught COVID. Okay. And I caught COVID from her on purpose. And I know that sounds crazy, but I wanted to get it over with. I wanted to get the antibodies. <laughs> He's right. like, if I have to be home for 10 days quarantined with you, I yeah. might as well get so it. So I literally called quarantined. a medical professional. I said, how can I get it? Do I kiss her? And he said, no, you got to get it through your nose. So I... I took all my fingers and touched her nose and put them up my nose. I really did. I really did. I, I did. appreciate your transparency. Yes. And, 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 I, and I said, I trust my antibodies. It's amazing anybody got COVID then. I mean, if you had to go to that extent. Yeah, because like- yeah. yeah, I, I had heard people like living in the same house and they didn't get it. I thought, yeah. I'm not quarantining with you and then I'm going to get it over. I want the antibodies. That's what I thought. Yeah. So I did that. Well, we send an email out to the whole church with a video telling us that we, like, we both have COVID. We're, you know, we're good. We're and people are like, you are evil people. You yeah. hid the message in a video in the email. I'm like, we sent the email to 33,000 people to tell them we have COVID. We're not evil people. So people were irrational. Yeah. And you had to say, this is this is like, this is just like one of those moments in history where people are not thinking straight and you just have to love better than they're thinking. Yeah. Yeah, just give extra grace because, I mean, I've seen friendships even now that have been restored. You know, they're like, hey, sorry, that was, you know, dumb what I said. (laughs) That whole thing when I condemned you. I did a sermon. I said, there's a lot of people we just need to forgive, like give amnesty, like just forgive whatever you said because it was dumb. Like, let's get past that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's got to be tough as pastors, especially when you have this big of a congregation. You've got a lot of opinions. Oh, yes. And that's got to be really difficult to navigate and not take take it on personally and going, you know, I, I, I was a touring musician for a long time. I just remember reading reviews and I, my buddy came down and it was probably two o'clock in the morning and I was spending way too much time on the internet. He goes, how many of those did you read? And I was probably like 2000. He goes, and I'm like, people are ripping me apart. He goes, how many of those are ripping you apart? And I said, probably at 25. He goes, you're focusing on 25, yes, right, but yes. I would. Yes, I would sit yes. there and be like, oh, you think I have a terrible haircut. Why would you? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but what I've learned is uh, the two people that are dangerous when they're criticized are people that make art and people that minister from their heart. Yes. Okay? If I'm selling you a car and it's just a car, I have no, you know what I mean? I'm selling you a car. It's a transactional thing. That's right. But if I'm creating a piece of art, a song, a painting, or whatever, and you critique it, you're like, I put me in that. Like, that's, right. I, that's me. <laughs> that's and then right. ministers and counselors and, and people that are professionals in that way, you're saying, no, no, I'm putting my heart in here. Yeah. So when you criticize art and heart, it's hard. We've got to be careful. And then those that make art and minister from the heart also have to just, if we don't get our affirmation from God, we are done for. <laughs> We're in trouble. I can't tell you how many times, oh, he sold out. He sold out. Oh, yeah. It's like, I sold out. I, I wrote the next record. Like, what, what's <laughs> <laughs> And if I don't yes. sell something, I'm not going right. to be able to do another record. Exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. 
What are some things that you guys would like to say to maybe younger leaders moving forward, um, people who are like emerging right now, um, that are going to be coming into uh, places of leadership? Um, this is coming out of one of the strangest times that I think maybe in our lifetime we'll ever have. I pray to God that it is, mm-hmm. right. um, unless, unless he decides to come back. You know, but yeah. in my lifetime, this was by far oh, yeah. the strangest thing. What are we saying to the young people, the young leaders, maybe pastors that are going to be yeah. moving? forward yeah. out of this i i would say get wisdom rather than just information there's something about a wise voice that's speaking in your life whether it's a mentor a counselor uh, a friend that gives you wisdom versus just information yeah and there's a lot of information out there and you can find whatever angle you want but when you have somebody that can give you that wisdom the other thing is like don't overreact we kind of do this, don't we? We talk. Oh, he should. He should talk. He's a major overreactor. <laughs> I do. I do. I can give you a card. We can work. And on she that. even says, "Don't overreact to my overreacting." And I'm like, "What do you mean? Wait a minute. You're overreacting, and I'm overreacting. You're overreacting." But yeah, yeah don't overreact. Right. Um, yeah, and and I don't know. It's really that affirmation has to come from God. It really yeah. does. You have to be secure and, and at peace in that. Yeah. And. I always feel like this way. If I'm really doing something with integrity and honesty, and I'm trying to do what's best for God, for his kingdom, for me, and there's no angle, there's no hidden motive, God's grace will fill in the gaps if I'm really doing it from a pure heart. But if I'm doing it from a corrupt heart or an angle or advantage me, you lose, then I think God's like, you're on your own. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving grace for that, you know, but I'll give a lot of grace and fill in the cracks for your mistakes. When you're really sincere and you're doing it right and your heart and motive is pure, you know. That's great. So those are things that I think and then I don't know. I I will tell you this too. If they're if they're it still hurts, like you say the twenty five reviews and the whatever. <laughs> right. It still hurts. It stinks. But your recovery time is less. Yeah. You might have you know, stewed on it for like two days, like I can't believe that. <laughs> person in idol it's not even what i meant (laughs) and then you know after all you're like okay i don't see that view but i'm gonna move on so your your recovery time from criticism gets quicker yeah if you're healthy yeah if you're healthy yeah totally and you know i think what you were saying um we lived in a a a very big year of reactionary uh, issues and i tell clients all the time we need to be responders, slow to respond, not to react, you know, and it's like it, taking in the information, getting, um, um, not, not taking what's being necessarily fed to you and just regurgitating, but like, let's take it in and then allow the Holy Spirit to filtrate that. Yes. And then we respond. Um, Becca, you are on the board of Emerge, and I just want to real quickly uh, talk about your uh, journey to there and then a a little bit about your connection with Emerge because um, our board is so important to us. Yeah. So... We, I mean, we had heard about Emerge, so we had Emerge come and do some marriage stuff for our, our staff. Yeah. And it was, I think, at one of those meetings that um, we were just talking with some of the leadership, and I shared my story about how I've just dealt with a lot of anxiety over the years and had a bout with depression. And um, mm-hmm. so that's kind of what got me connected with, with the board. I was just asked to be on the board after hearing my story and just how I had gone to a counselor for the very first time after this happened. And it just was so freeing for me. And, um, so I just love being a part of Emerge and, 
and being on the board because I love what Emerge stands for, and um, I love that we're taking away the stigma, you know, of, yeah. of counseling in the, especially in the Christian world, because I think, especially as a pastor's wife, for so many years I thought, well, I should be able to have this all together. Like I shouldn't need to go to counseling. Like right. I just need to go to the Bible, right? Yeah. And Do you so, remember when we went to counseling? That, oh yeah. So the, her sister had just died. Oh, and sorry. she was just distraught, and yeah, it was it not was, a good I time. I kind of had one of those stug moments, those sudden temporary upsurge in grief when I saw my sister's place of business where she used to work, yeah. and all of a sudden, I just it just it hit just me, and you. I just went into this deep depression. Yeah. So then and, we went to the counselor, and I yeah. remember this. I said, now, we're in our own community. Somebody might know you. Are you okay? She's like, yes. And I was like, oh, she's serious. Yeah. And I literally, was at such a low point. Like, I could care less. I didn't care who was there from the church. I didn't care who we, saw me. But And he was, I think, more concerned but about... But we walked in, and there was somebody from the oh, church. Yeah, somebody, and I was of course like, there is. And of course she, was. Of course. And she's like, hi. And I'm like, hey, yeah, um, uh, we're here for uh, uh, us, her, me. I don't know. And <laughs> We're here and, for something. And then we went to the concert. It was funny. Yeah. We went one time, and she's like, Rob, don't come back. I'm going to talk to Becca without you here. Because <laughs> like, you okay, talked the yeah. whole time. Yeah. She's like, Becca, I kind of would like to know how you're feeling. Yeah. That's good. The th- here's the thing. I appreciate you being open and transparent about that. One of the big things that, that emerged, we're trying to help remove the stigma that it's okay to not be okay. Right. Yes. You know, I there's n- I would never be an emerge if I didn't go through an anxiety and panic disorder. Right. And my boss was my therapist. And, wow. you know, at the end of our, our time together... Um, um, you know, I was in a major transition in my life, and he's like, "Do you ever think about doing what I do?" And I'm like, "You're now you're crazy, like that's <laughs> insane." Like, but that was the journey, and I appreciate so much when people are able to go. You know what? I, I dealt with this stuff because a lot of times we need to hear other people go, "Oh, they went back through yep. through that." Yeah. I'm not yep. on an island. I'm not alone. Right. It's so good. And I and I just really learned through that time that the best thing to do is to talk about it. Because for so long, I lived in that isolation of, you know, I shouldn't be dealing with this. Like, why can I not handle this chaos that's going on in my mind right now? And so just learning, you know, I always talk to Rob about it, but it's hard when someone has never gone through it. It's hard for them to understand. Absolutely. And And he's emotionally invested, too. Right. And I'm not a good counselor. He's a terrible counselor. Because I just want to fix it right away. I'm like, okay, stop. Stop talking. I got your answer. And she's like, I'm not done processing. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I'll yeah, be quiet. That's good. Yeah. Not good. That's good. I mean, that's such a big part of marriage counseling is is going stop trying to fix the problem. Just listen to the problem. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So just being able, just coming to the realization that I need to talk about it, and and I was super open. Like even with the people at church, I'm like, hey, I'm having a really tough day right now, and I just need you to give me some grace. I'm really struggling with my anxiety right now, you know. And Remember so our staff meeting, yeah. we had staff Christmas party, and she broke down, and we left early, and I was like. Y'all need to pray for us. <laughs> you need to pray. Like, like and, right now. Yeah. yeah and, it, and we came out of it and she told everybody this is what was going on and I'm getting better. I'm getting healed. God's using counselors to help me. That's and, great. And it's been so good. And I just, you know, obviously we all go through things for a reason and then to help others. And it, at, soon after I kind of started coming out of it, um, all these women started just like, you know, I'm amazing? struggling with this. I'm struggling with this, and just it just opens up your eyes. And I'm like, okay, thank you, God, 
for allowing me to go through this and come out on the other side so I can yeah. help others. And so that's just, I love being part of Emerge because I know that they're helping so many people. Yeah. And um, I just love it because mental health is such a huge part of, you know, what's going on in our society right now. And I think the more we talk about it and the more we can share that it's like you say, it's okay not to be okay and, and yeah. see someone. I mean, there's the most amazing counselors at Emerge yeah. and they have helped so many people. So yeah. I just yeah. want to get the word out like, yeah. oh my gosh, they're amazing. Well, you can yes. trust them. We're so thankful that you're on the board and, and thank you for, for saying that. I think it's important. If we don't, if we don't admit that, that we all are broken, fractured people, Oftentimes, people look at the external life of others and go, oh, man, they have it all together, and I'll never be there. And it just yeah. reinforces their depression. Yep. Right. Reinforces, yep. oh, God's never going to use me. And it's like, oh, no, that's exactly who right. he uses. Yep. Right. Guys, thank you so much for your time. Anything else you guys would like to share before we I, I would just say this, that we we were supporters before she became on the board. Yeah. We supported financially mm. because we had thank sent you. friends there that had marriage issues and struggles and crisis, and, and we have sent staff there. Yeah. And they've been restored. They've been set free. They've been put back on a path that is the right way for their life. And so we saw the fruit of, the, of you guys, and we said, we're going to invest. And so we invested and we've been Thank givers. You. And now that she's on the board, we're even bigger givers. You know, but <laughs> no, you. we love you guys. Yeah. And I just want to say that, that we before she was on the board, we even gave yeah. because we saw the results and the fruit. Well, and the thing is, is uh, that is our mission to support our churches and, and our pastors and, and their congregations. I mean, that's that's our whole You're doing thing. It. And that's what You're we do. It. Thank mm-hmm. you guys so much. Thank you for your time. God bless you yes. guys. Appreciate really, really uh, you guys uh, spending time with me today and thank you for what you're doing thank you we love it well it has been quite a year for so many i want to say thank you to becca and rob for sharing a bit of their story and how they navigated such a critical time in their church's history we at emerge value our board members and really appreciate becca and her place on that board it really has been a divisive year on so many levels and rob and becca really demonstrated uh, some godly principles to be walking out during these difficult times Thank you both for sharing. Please, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, go back and check out other episodes from season one and our current season, which we are in uh, season two. Give us a like, follow, or comment, which is greatly appreciated. And check out Emerge.org for more info on our ministry based out of Akron, Ohio. Well, until next time, or when our Savior comes, God bless.